Thank you very much. Welcome everyone. It's Emma Walsh, CEO of Parents at Work and today I'm interviewing Sally Hasler about her recent preparing uh, for parental leave and, and her return to work and talk to her about her parental leave experience in general. She's got a great story to share. But let me start by introducing Sally properly first. Sally is an international engagement manager in the Victorian government and prior to joining government she worked for the Fred Hollows Foundation where she worked as an Asia Partnerships Manager and was responsible for launching the Fred Hollows Foundation in Hong Kong and leading a multi-million dollar partnership strategy within Asia. She's a passionate advocate for gender equality and has been responsible for launching the 30% Hong Kong during her time as a senior manager at the, the Women's Foundation of Hong Kong. Sally's also held a series of policy and advisory roles, including at the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade and the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet and Department of Finance. She's a non-executive director at St John's Ambulance Australia and has a BA from the Melbourne University and a Master of Public Policy from the ANU University. Sally, you are very welcome. You are also a mum, a new mum. I am. And Thanks, Emma. <laughs> That's really the story we're going to talk about today in context of your career because um, it was recently that you were um, given another position um, within government. So I'm going to hand over to you at this point with the first question around, you know, can you give us a little bit of background on, on your recent parental leave experience and, and just um, bring us up to speed where you're currently at in your career? having had that introduction for me to start with? So I suppose, you know, it's really early days for me. My first baby um, baby girl, her name's Hope. She's only six months old. Um, so it's really a very new experience for me. Um, it's been a positive experience overall. I've had a, a pretty um, healthy baby and I had a healthy pregnancy and a, a good birth, etc. So um, I've been fortunate the last few months to start really enjoying the time that I've had at home um, and and importantly starting to reflect as well. So um, as you haven't, I suppose you haven't alluded to yet, but I, I swapped jobs very late in my pregnancy mm. um, at 36 weeks exactly. <laughs> um, mm. And so really the last couple of months now she's starting to be a little bit less dependent on me. I've had an opportunity to start reflect about leaving my old job and starting a new job early on um, and that's that's um, why I really wrote this article that we'll talk about um, because I had an interesting story to share in terms of my experience um, going for a job very pregnant um, mm. but parental leave for me has been really really positive overall I've you know it's very a shared story with my husband and um, I would say you know, I've been busy, but I, in some respects, intellectually bored, and I, I don't think that's you know there'd be a lot of mums who would share that, uh, and dads who would share that sentiment. But uh, I've been trying to keep myself busy, so I've got a couple of non-exec roles that you talked about, and I'm doing some consulting on the side, um, which is keeping me busy and happy. Yeah. Okay, so you talked about the article you wrote, your experience of being interviewed. Um, for this new position you're referring to whilst you were pregnant and you shared in the article about you know your you know 
potential self-doubt around, oh, to what extent do you bring that up? You raise your pregnancy as an issue in the interview. Um, you know, let's go there. Let's start to tell us about the experience of, of, first of all, going for a promotion so late in your pregnancy. What went through your mind, first of all? We, we won't talk about it from a process perspective with the Victorian government for a minute. I just want to hear it from your perspective. What went through your mind as you started to consider, you know, here's an opportunity that I, I'd be interested in, but I'm, I'm you know, late into my pregnancy. Tell us about that. Anyone that has considered going for a job very pregnant, you know, would understand the sorts of feelings. So, you know, obviously the first thing I thought is this isn't the right time. Um, you know, something else will come up once I've had my baby and things have settled down, <laughs> um, whatever that mm. means. Um, whether whether my new employer would want me given that I was so pregnant, whether, you know, it, it was even... Obviously, I know that it's illegal to discriminate against someone that's pregnant, but, you know, whether it was even ethical to go for the job and not tell them that I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. I thought about whether I was good enough for the role, uh, whether it was too senior for me, and, you know, I should just be probably taking a job that I could cruise on, that I could that I could sort of, you know, press cruise control for the next few years. And, uh, you know, I know very well all of the the comments and the sentiment around leaning in and women pushing themselves forward and taking a seat at the table. And um, my time mm. at the Women's Foundation, I spent in Hong Kong, I spent a lot of time working with employers about how do we boost women's workforce participation because there was this pretty clear drop-off um, when women got married and when women had children. So very mm. aware of all those things, but when it's myself in the position, lots of self-doubt and lots of questions. <laughs> Mm. What, what do you think it was that sort of convinced you to, you know, move forward with the interviewing process? Um, I talked and talked and talked. So, you know, I tested it with a lot of people. I bounced it off lots of people. So my husband and my family and lots of friends and colleagues and mentors. And I listen to the advice that I get and then I take what helps. And so, you know, I heard a whole lot of different things. I had lots mm. of people saying, this isn't the right time, you're crazy, or saying, oh, wow, that's great, but maybe underneath they're thinking <laughs> you're mad. But yeah. then I had some really great people who said, go for it, you know, and I and I had one friend who said, you know, and, and, and the things that you need to hear, so friends that say, are you kidding, you're fantastic, this is perfect for you, you should be going for it. Someone else who said, just stop thinking about it and write the application and get on with it. And then when I once I'd had the interview, uh, I had one particular friend who I was dwelling a lot about whether to disclose I was pregnant in the interview. I had one particular friend who said, will you just get on with it and knock their bloody socks off and stop talking about it? You don't have to tell them anything. Just go in there and prove that you're the best candidate for the job. And mm. um, and so that's what I did. And I mean, we can talk about the reasons why I made that decision, but, but primarily I really wanted the job and I didn't want to not get the job and not know whether that was the reason because I was pregnant. Yes. Uh, I think that's a really interesting, um, you know, thought process you went through, that you had this self-doubt, but you tested it, right? You, you mm. sought out a range of opinions from people around you to just get a reality check on that thought process, you know, and that mm. potential self-doubt. Um, mm. And, you know, all too often I think, you know, women do take themselves out of position opportunities because of that mm. self-doubt you've just talked about. And so I think that's a really poignant point, but when you share that self-doubt with someone else and you work it through and you discuss it with them and you get a bit of a reality check on 
it, you can mm. start to then, you know, firm up what's possible in your mind. Yeah. And the yeah, fact and I mean the up. other thing sorry to interrupt, the other thing I did was try not to think too far ahead. So yes. You know, I, I was often thinking, oh, if I if I get it and then if I have a baby and if I want this much off and then I want to come back this many days or what if my husband can't take some parental leave and this happened and this might happen and then you get too far tangled up in it and you can't see a way out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, there was a point there where I was literally just taking decision by decision and just saying, right, well, the first thing I'll do is just write the application and then the second thing I'll do is interview and I'll deal with each challenge as it comes rather than trying and even now I don't know what the next 18 months two years looks like in terms of you know babies and family and professional development and opportunities but you know just taking things day by day because I think it's quite easy to try and plan far in ahead and trip yourself up. (laughs) Yes I agree yeah I agree look you know the future we don't know what anyone's future um, holds in a guaranteed way all we can do is deal what we know to be true in the here and the now and you know, navigate conversations around that. So take us through the interview stage. So at, at what stage, you know, did the pregnancy piece come up? You know, what, what what did you reconcile in your mind? You were prepared to to share uh, as part in terms of your pregnancy. Yeah. So I mean, the first thing I suppose I would say is that you know, this is a personal decision, and I think everyone has to do what works for them. So this is what worked for me and, you know, who knows whether it was right or wrong. I think I I would do it again um, if I had my time. But, you know, I've had quite, some would say, an ideal experience, maybe even unrealistic experience. And so um, it's quite hard to say to people, oh, you know, follow my footsteps. But for me, I I didn't tell them that I was pregnant in the interview for three reasons. The first one was that, and this was really important for me is that I didn't want to lose confidence in the interview and I can be sh- sort of shaken quite easily and then I go off track and I really wanted to stay on my game and just prove that I was absolutely the best candidate. And I knew that if I started a conversation about, unfortunately, you know, I'm pregnant at the moment and I'm, but I'm really keen to come back and I really want to really want this role and I want this many days and it would go down a path that, that would shake me in the interview and so that was the first reason was that I didn't want to end or start or even entertain that conversation. I really wanted, the second reason is I really wanted to have an open conversation with my would-be manager if I was successful so once I found out that I was successful I wanted to say well then what what works for you and this is what works for me and I didn't really have a strong idea about how many, how much leave I wanted or how many days I wanted to work when I returned and I wanted to be able to have that conversation. And the third reason is that, like I said before, I really, really wanted the job and I didn't want to not get it and not know why. And I'd been for some other roles that I hadn't been successful in, one of them when I was pregnant. And, you know, I still to this day don't know if that's the reason. And I I did disclose it and I still don't know if that's the reason I didn't get the role. You know, it's really hard to... And I think our, our everyone's unconscious and conscious biases run so deep that, you know, people could land at the decision that you're not the best applicant for the job and not really understand the reasonings for that decision themselves. So for me, I just wanted to go in there and present myself as the best candidate and then worry about the practical matter of being pregnant if I was, if I was the right person for the job. So I interviewed and like I said, I really went in there, I prepared a lot, a lot um, and I practiced a lot and I really sort of blocked out 
being pregnant afterwards. I joke in the article about having my first pang of motherhood guilt when I walked out because I had really just mentally put myself in that space for an hour and really focused on just the job. And I did everything I could to demonstrate that I was the best applicant and and walked out of there smiling. So um, I got a phone call to say that I was the preferred candidate for the job, mm-hmm. um, which I was thrilled about. And at that point I said, well, I, you know, I should tell you that I'm pregnant. And to co- the complete credit of my manager, they said that changes nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, I think in terms of the sort of ideal response that you're looking for, that's about as good as it gets. Everyone knows that it's illegal to discriminate against someone when they're pregnant, but the reality is that people and employers do discriminate. It happens mm. all the time. And mm. for for that person to say that doesn't change anything is is an incredible response. I was really worried. I felt like I'd, you know, potentially let them down, but deep down I knew that that the decision had been right for me the way that I'd managed it. Mm, mm. And then and we had a conversation about what would work and whether, you know, someone needs to act in my role and how long would that be for and how many days to come back. And, and again, as I talk about in my article, overall it's been a really great experience for me and a, and a positive outcome for other people as well because there's someone that's acting in my role and there's someone else that's acting in their role. And so you provide a whole lot of opportunities for people. I'm returning to work in a month or two and, and you know, who knows how long my contribution will be in that department, you know, make a long, sustained, hopefully valuable contribution and what was a pretty short period in time in the last six to seven months. So, yeah, it's interesting to think about over the long term how, how beneficial it is yes. for everyone involved. <laughs> I agree. Well, th- you know, thank you for sharing, you know, each step of the way and how you handled it. You know, what advice would you give to other women who might be worrying about this? You know, you know, the the concept that you qualified your response at the beginning and saying, look, I appreciate that this is the way I handled it and it's not necessarily how other people might handle it or what other people might experience. But, you know, looking back on it, you said, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I, I would definitely handle it the same way I handled it. So, you know, having learned from that and obviously having shared the conversation with a number of people, you've obviously wrote an article about it, I'm sure you've got lots of comments from that. You know, what advice would you have for other women who find themselves in that position, that they they find themselves wanting to interview for a job they really want, um, but are, you know, tentative um, or filled with self-doubt, put their best foot forward? You know, what are your learnings as you look back on this and reflect on this conversation today? So again, I say, you know, it is really a personal decision. You have to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we we took a financial hit by doing this because obviously changing jobs so late, I'm not in, I'm not eligible for um, maternity leave pay at my employer. Yeah. So we made a decision that it was worth missing out on that in order for me to take this opportunity, and that. That's mm. something that, you know, may not be possible for everyone. You know, mm. in hindsight, it's going to be a tough few months, but it'll all come out in the wash, hopefully. So I think it's, it's really important that, um, and I don't, you know, my story is, is a particular story in a sector, in a government sector. You know, I've had people say, well, that would never happen in the private sector. I sort of disagree with that because I think that a lot of organisations are big enough 
in the private sector to be able to backfill and to act and to be agile the way that government can be. Maybe in small business it's questionable, but I think the majority of employers with an open mindset, you can make this work. So I think for women that are in my position, the most important thing is to back yourself, so to, to have the confidence in your abilities for the job uh, and know that if you believe you're the best candidate, then you've got to go and prove that to people. To do your research, so be really, really well prepared to understand the role, to have a think about how it might work, obviously keeping an open mindset and then go in and be confident. So, you know, again, coming back to that back yourself, not thinking too far ahead. I mentioned that earlier. Don't try to mm. think, oh, this could happen and then this could happen. Just really take it step by step. And obviously choose your employer wisely, you know, as much as you can. There are some organisations who will be more willing and open to this conversation than others and that's important for me. Like, I want to work for someone who who manages parents and, and parenthood and people returning to work professionally and responsibly mm. And, mm. and I'll choose my employers accordingly. So... Yeah, I mean, I might, may have missed out on roles in other organisations, but that's, you know, in hindsight, that's probably the right thing because I value employers that get this. <laughs> mm. Yes, mm. Oh, it's a two-way street, isn't it, I, I think. Um, and so often we can forget that when we go for interviews. We're so um, focused on, on impressing the potential employer around, you know, that we're qualified enough or that we're good and, you know, generally good enough. Um, and we're hoping that an employer will pick us. But we must remember that it's got to be that good two-way fit and that if we don't think culturally we're going to be a fit for that organisation, then we want mm. to have the option to opt out too. And so, yeah. uh, But often it doesn't feel like that when you're on the other side of the interview table. And, and so that, that's really good um, advice around at the beginning you were saying as well, back yourself and um, mm. you know, pick your employer wisely and make sure that it's going to you know, be a good cultural fit for, for you as well. Yeah. Sally, you are on the way back in. You are you know, coming to the end of your program, about to return to work, you said, in the next month. Going through your mind as to you know, how you will um, manage the transition back, you know, what uh, tips and, and thoughts might you have for, for others that might be about to go through this too? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's the first time I'm, I'll do it. So like everything I'm learning with motherhood, uh, you can't really prepare for the experience and <laughs> there's nothing like on-the-job training to, uh, to help you understand the realities. There's only so much you can prepare for these sorts of things, I think. But what well, I'm returning to work in mid-October and my husband's then taking two and a half months off and he'll be primary carer pretty much until Christmas. So that's really incredible in terms of me having that time to settle back into work and, and not worry, I suppose, my daughter being looked after by a carer or going to childcare. That, that, those things will all happen because he can't take time off forever. But at the very beginning, that hopefully will ease the transition back to work. I've tried to stay pretty engaged with work while I've been on maternity leave, but also trying to enjoy the time. I think there's a nice balance there because it is such a short period of time in your life and it's a super short period of time in your baby's life. And mm. and I really wanted to stay engaged at work, but I also just wanted to enjoy while I'm here and now with her. I've, I've, I've done a couple of events here and there and a couple of meetings and I'm doing some training and uh, I think a staff strategy day, but some things that 
has meant that when I go back, I'm not quite so nervous about returning. And then, you know, it's a whole lot of open communication with my manager and making sure that expectations are clear and that I'm not over-promising and under-delivering and, and, and sharing the juggle with, you know, with my husband and my family and support. So, yeah, I don't actually know, to be honest, because it's, it'll be a new experience for me, but they're some of the things that I've thought about. <laughs> Mm, no, that's great. It's really helpful. And, uh, yeah, no, I think they are the, you know, that's the reality. You know, sometimes it's not until you're back that you know how it's really going to go. Um, but I think that all those things that you're thinking about in advance are, are really pertinent. And mm. I love the fact that your husband is helping you with the transition and he too is going to have an opportunity to do um, primary caring. He, he's actually only one of a 2% of Australian dads who do that. Um, mm. So he's unique and you know I think that's going to be a wonderful opportunity for him too to you know a whole other conversation around you know his own experience actually doing that and coming back you'll have lots to share um, yeah around that experience yeah no so, I mean it's it doesn't seem that um, crazy but for some reason when when we tell people that he's taking time off work it's they're generally quite surprised but it's a good thing for her it's a good thing for him and for me so it's definitely something that we hope will work work well, uh, and not you know not that rare in other countries, but certainly rare in Australia, like you said. Sally, thank you very much for joining us today. I know that you have a sleeping baby right now as we <laughs> um, talk, so I appreciate you giving up your quiet time to talk to us on this really important topic. I think you've got thank some you. really great you know great story and great tips to share um, with other working mums. Uh, that I think um, people find inspiration from. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that it helps um, other women that are that are going for jobs late in their pregnancy. That's really the reason why I wanted to, to write the article and to talk to you. So thanks a lot for the opportunity. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks again, <laughs> Sally.